Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, July 15th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Donald Trump gives his administration more power to sanction Chinese officials. Big tech groups refuse a data-sharing proposal out of Hong Kong. And Moderna's potential COVID-19 vaccine shows promising outcomes for patients in early-stage trials. Plus, the FT's Laura Noonan is back on the show to talk about how U.S. banks did in the most recent quarter and the record loan loss provisions they recorded. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Tensions between the U.S. and China intensified further on Tuesday. President Donald Trump signed a piece of legislation that will let his administration sanction Chinese officials more easily. The Hong Kong Autonomy Act comes in response to China's imposition of a national security law on the semi-autonomous region. Mr. Trump says, and I'm quoting him here, that the law gives his administration powerful new tools to hold responsible the individuals and the entities involved in extinguishing Hong Kong's freedom. The president also signed an executive order removing special trade and economic privileges that Hong Kong has enjoyed for years. Meanwhile, in another move by the White House, the Trump administration dropped its threat against international students. They can stay in the U.S. even if their university courses go completely online. Harvard and MIT sued the Trump administration after it announced last week that foreign students on visas would have to leave the country if their courses were online only. And several top American universities and big tech groups, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft, filed briefs supporting the MIT lawsuit. And now, turning to a case of China's national security law affecting business in Hong Kong. Since last year, Google, Amazon Web Services, and Microsoft have all been negotiating with Hong Kong's Securities and Futures Commission, or the SFC. The talks with the regulator were over a request for the companies to provide the SFC with access to customer banking records that were held on their cloud platforms. But those talks took a turn after China introduced its national security law in the territory. And now the tech groups are refusing to agree to the data-sharing proposal, according to sources with direct knowledge of the talks. The SFC regulations are separate to China's security law. They were supposed to enable faster access to corporate records during raids by regulators. They would force the cloud service providers to grant access without notifying their customers. But tech groups worry it could compromise their privacy obligations to clients, particularly now in the face of possible U.S. sanctions. Google, AWS, and Microsoft all declined to comment. The SFC said it wasn't aiming to regulate cloud providers and was working with them to find a common resolution. Under the national security law, tech company executives could face fines and even jail terms if they don't comply with orders to cooperate with data requests. And now we'll look at coronavirus treatments, and one in development that's showing promise. Results published in a peer-reviewed journal showed the benefits of Moderna's potential COVID-19 vaccine in early-stage trials involving 45 people. It produced immune responses in those patients. Moderna's vaccine candidate produced antibodies in all the patients in the first cohort of the Phase I trial run by the National Institutes of Health. The paper said there were no safety problems that could curtail further trials. These preliminary results support the initial data that Moderna released in May from the first eight patients. Moderna's share price rose as much as 15% in after-hours trading after news of the trial was reported on Tuesday evening. 
And yesterday, U.S. banks recorded a record amount of loan loss provisions in the second quarter. The FT's U.S. banking editor, Laura Noonan, is back on the show to explain these earnings reports. So what we saw yesterday was three of the biggest U.S. banks, which are Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo. The three of them together took $27.8 billion of loan loss charges or loan loss provisions through their P&L accounts. That is for a combination of losses of loans that have actually gone bad and but the vast majority of it is for loans which they expect will go bad in the future. Now, analysts were expecting a high number, but they weren't expecting it to be anything like that high. And just for comparison's sake, so this was a big number, but we also had a big number in the first quarter. The first quarter was 19.3 billion. This quarter is an additional 27.8 billion. So that that kind of gives you an idea of the magnitude that we're looking at here and how things are developing. Laura, will the third quarter be worse than the second, or is this the extent of it? No, the good news is that Q3 is going to be better. They pretty much guided that. There's always a chance that things get even worse, but most of them seem confident now that they're going to start seeing lower loan loss provisions, so lower money set aside for future loan losses, but higher actual write-offs for loans that go unpaid. So there's a bit of a balancing act there. What they're saying was that at the end, when they did the last provisions, which was the end of March, the coronavirus crisis was very new then, and banks were really guessing quite a lot in terms of how severe it might be. Now they have a lot more information. So even just to give you some context there, by the time we did the earnings calls for the first quarter, which would have been about April 14th, 15th, bank executives were already saying that their forecasts, which they based their loan losses on, were already out of date. And that's the kind of context we had then. Now they're saying that actually things haven't gotten any worse since they set their loan losses. So that gives us confidence that this is likely to be the peak. It's a very high peak and we're likely to continue to see sizable loan losses. But I think the general expectation and belief is that the second quarter will go down in history as being the highest. What else caught your eye in yesterday's earnings? Sure. I mean, it was also a bonanza quarter for trading, as we kind of expected, but that was also even better than people thought. So in the case of, say, JP Morgan, they saw their fixed income trading revenue double. Citi saw its fixed income rate. Um, trading revenue up by 68%. So we expected gains in trading. What we got were very big gains in trading. And that was driven by really heightened levels of client activity in the se- in this in the second quarter because there were so there were so many uncertain days and markets swung from high to low and people just wanted to keep on trading to try to get on the right side of that. So the problem with that is trading revenue is all fine and good, but it's not a sustainable revenue source. So you can have periods when it spikes like this and you get a lot of revenue, but no one expressed any confidence that trading revenue would be sustained at these levels. Indeed, Jimmy Diamond, who is the CEO of JP Morgan, he said that he expected trading revenue to normalize later in the year. So it's certainly a nice earner for them now, but we'd see it very much as being one-off profits. But I guess the overall theme from both the trading side and from the loan losses and from the loan loss provision side is that basically what we expected to happen happened, but it happened in a more extreme form. So we saw more extreme loan loss provisions and we saw more extreme increases in revenue on the trading side. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. 
In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.